This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, Delphina Correa here from Be Made Hall and Maxwell Leadership. Wonderful to be with you this week. We're currently busy with a series. The title of the series is Developing the Leader Within You, based on the book by John Maxwell, uh, version two of that book, which is the latest version. Um, I want to encourage you, if you have the first version, uh, the second version is a lot different and uh, you might want to try it out. And I'm busy teaching on that over these few weeks. We are today on part six of the series. It will run up to about 12 uh, or 13 or 14 parts. But I'd like to ask you a question regarding leadership uh, today. What would you say is the quickest way to gain leadership? I think um, many people will say, well, you know, you get a title, you get promoted, and then that's when you get into the leadership game. But I want to say to you today that the title has nothing to do with it. The quickest way to gain leadership is by solving a problem. Problem solving indicates that we have the capacity and the ability and the skill to make a, to a positive change in a scenario, in a situation, to create positive change. And uh, you don't need to have the title of leader to solve a problem. In fact, very often on a team, you uh, you will notice that the one on the team that is able to solve problems, that is solution-minded, is often the one who eventually gets a leadership title. And the reason why I'm talking about problem solving today is, you know, we've got to realize uh, that this is what leadership is about. Leadership is solving problems. If you want to be a leader and uh, and you think, you know, this is going to be easy, you know, I'm just, I just want to relax. I want to take it easy and I'll be a leader and then I can just give the work to everybody else. Uh, if you're thinking that way, it's a mistake that you're making today. Leadership is about problems. You know, if you're a leader, you're it. And the the, the people come to you with the problem. It's part of, part of your role as a leader is to direct the solution, is to direct the team to getting out of that problem. And that's what you're going to deal with most of your leadership uh, role is solving problems. And if life is hard for individuals, I would say it's doubly difficult for a leader simply because we're the ones, you know, the buck stops by us as leaders. In a home, when there's a problem, the children bring the problem to the parent, and the parent has the responsibility of deciding how they're going to solve that problem. So leadership is not an easy role. And if you want to lead, you got to know that it's really something that you want to do. Um, it's not some get rich quickly or, you know, get famous or it's got nothing to do with that. Leading is a you make a choice that you want to be part of the solution, and and if you believe you've got what it takes to lead, then then get ready for solving many problems. You see, the reason why it's difficult for a leader is because an individual only has to think me. They only have to really think of themselves. If they're the follower, they got to think more of themselves. But when you're a leader, you got to think we. You always got to think how something is going to affect. The whole team. You got to think beyond yourself, outside of yourself. And once we stop expecting everything to be easy as leaders, then we'll find that the difficult things won't seem so difficult. So as a leader, I mustn't expect an easy way. I must expect to solve problems. And then I won't have trouble when a problem comes. I won't have an issue when a problem does come. I won't, uh, you know, 
raise my hands and just say, oh, no, another problem. I won't just shrug my shoulders and think, oh, boy, another problem. I won't have that negative mindset towards problems. And we're going to talk a lot about problems in this segment. And, and the idea is that I would like you to have a different perspective of problems. You see, when problems arise, they have a tendency to introduce us to a few very important things. They make us aware of a few important things. Uh, the first thing we'll notice is they will introduce us to ourselves. Haven't you noticed when you're at a party having a good time, um, you're relaxed and it's easy, you're happy, you're laughing. But uh, when you're in, a, in a, an environment where you're solving problems, it, you're very different, aren't you? you? You're a bit more serious. And, and very often we discover things about ourselves that we maybe don't want to know when we encounter a big challenge. So here are some things that you'll discover about yourself when you face problems. <clears throat> Some points I want to make, and and these all will be revealers of where we are at. Uh, and as a problem arises, that uh, that thing is revealed. So our decisions are often impacted by the proximity that we have to the problem. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, as a leader, the more disconnected I am from my people, the more disconnected I may become from the problems that arise. So if I want to make good decisions in a problem, I need to be connected to my people. When I'm connected to my people, I will be more aware of the problems and the things that are going on in that environment, the problems that need to be solved. If I am going to sit in an office far away and I don't connect with my people, I'm never going to know what the problems are. And if I don't know what the problems are, then I'm never going to end up making decisions that were, are going to help us navigate out of those problems. So where, how I connect in my, in my team as a leader reveals a lot about the, the kind of decisions I'm going to make when there is a problem. Our plates as leaders uh, will also always be filled with problems, won't they? That's one thing we'll realize if we are leaders. You know, the hardest thing about milking a cow is that uh, it never stays milked, does it? If you milk the cow this morning, uh, this afternoon, there's more milk to be milked. And problems are like cows. You're never really quite done with them. There's always another one coming. Someone once said, if you can smile whenever anything goes wrong, then you're either a nitwit or you're the repairman. It's, you know, it's what you do. (laughs) I'd say that you're a leader in the making. Because that's the life of a leader. They're going to be problems all the time. And so you might as well smile through them if you're a leader. And you've got to be able to smile through those difficulties and the, the problems that arise that are, that come to you and then you're it. You've got to solve them and you've got to find the way. You've got to help the team navigate through that problem. And problems are what you deal with every day as a leader. And if you expect anything other than that, then, uh, then you're going to be unrealistic as a leader. You're going to be disappointed. You're not going to be happy as a leader. So if you're a leader, don't be surprised when problems arise and you're the one who's supposed to solve them. That's the life of a leader. Pragmatism is something that serves leaders, any leader, very well. I want to talk a bit about pragmatism because, remember, we're finding out who we are when a problem arises. I really, I've got to take a strong look at myself when I face a problem because it, it helps me. The problem kind of reveals what's on the inside. It helps me to look inside so I can see what I need and what I need to get rid of, you know, attitudes that are wrong. And, and maybe I've got 
um, habits that are not helping me in that problem and I've got to deal with those. And a pragmatic kind of person, let's just define uh, pragmatism first. A pragmatic person is someone who's sensible, realistic, and very practical when they got to solve a problem. They're more practical than idealistic. Now, it's important to be idealistic as well. If you want to have vision, you've got to have a certain level of idealism in you. Um, so we need to be idealistic too. But when when we're solving problems, we've got to be able to kick into pragmatic mode. And it's good to have some form of pragmatism in the way you do things. I'm a very pragmatic person, but I'm also very idealistic. And my vision is like huge. And I'm always looking at expanding that in ways I can and uh, what are things I can do to get to that vision and how to make that vision grow. And yet, whenever I solve problems, it's amazing how I, I switch gear into being more pragmatic because I realize, wait a minute, I can't be idealistic here. It's not going to help me. I need to be able to shift into pragmatic mode so that I can solve a problem. And pra- pragmatic people often express their creativity in how they solve problems. They come up with those solutions. It's in being pragmatic that we come up with the solutions. So it'll serve us well. Jim Collins said, There is a sense of exhilaration that comes from facing head on the hard truths and saying, we will not give up. We will never capitulate. It might take a long time, but we will find a way to prevail. That's pragmatism. Finding a way, not being satisfied until you find a way through. And another thing you'll discover about yourself is that uh, you'll you'll discover if you really believe that there is always an answer. Now, when a problem arrives arises, then we find out how sure we are that we'll find the answer. Because believing that there's always an answer is an asset to have. If you don't have that ha- uh, that habit or that belief system, it's, uh, then as a as a leader, you're going to struggle to solve problems. When good leaders are in problem solving mode. Uh, it's like they, they're solving two puzzles. The first one is the immediate problem. And the second one is the bigger picture. You know, you've got to see the bigger picture if you want to find the other answers, the answers that are hidden. You see, the immediate problem is right in front of you, and you might find a solution there, but maybe one, maybe two. You might not even see a solution. And sometimes you've got to dig deeper. And, and, and when you go deeper into the problem and the, uh, the way you find those other solutions is when you look at the bigger picture of that situation. It causes you, looking at the big picture causes you to see more and to dig deeper. And that is where we find those answers that are hidden. Because very often the answer is hidden right in the middle of that problem, but it's inside and you've got to go digging for it. And I'd like to ask you a question. Um, how agile is your mind when you face a problem? Are you able to believe? Do you believe that there's always an answer? Do you dig until you find that answer? You see, our actions can make our problems increase in number and size. I've had times when that's happened to me when I wasn't believing that there's always an answer. Then I'd have a wrong response and often the problem would either get worse or uh, new problems would arise or, or I'd go, you know, when I eventually come to my senses, uh, I go back to where I, you know, left, <laughs> where I left off and I find out that the problem is still there. They don't go away when we think that, you know, let, let me just sit here and sit it out and uh, wait, ride it out instead of looking for an answer. 
that answer ain't going to come and the problem will still be there. And my problems have always tended to multiply whenever I've lost my perspective. Sometimes in a problem, a person gives up on their personal value, on one important value that they hold. And they begin to demean and criticize the the person who caused the problem. You know, obviously someone or some situation caused the problem and we can focus on blaming others for the for the situation. And that takes us away from looking for the solutions. Whenever I've lost my sense of humor or felt sorry for myself, same thing. You know, that problem, uh, when you lose your sense of humor or you feel sorry for yourself in a problem situation, that problem begins to look so much bigger than it really is. Uh, if suddenly, the molehill starts looking like a mountain. Uh, that's happened in my life, and and it's been a, quite a journey for me to learn not to feel sorry for myself. I had the tendency always to rather think of poor me, and when I broke through that, I re- I began to very quickly realize that there were a lot more solutions than what I thought there were because I was no longer focused on what it's doing to me and what the problem was, but I was now looking outward towards solutions. How about wishing for the problem to go away instead of working for it to go away? You see, when we just sit there and we lose perspective and we, we just feel sorry for ourselves, we sit there wishing for the problem to go away. But it doesn't go away. What we should be doing is looking towards solutions, keeping the right perspective, believing there's always an answer, and that's how we begin working our way out of the problem and we work our way to eventually um, get to a place where the problem has now been overcome. And that's what we want to do. Our actions really do impact how that whole situation is going to pan out. And problems handled well will often make us better. I mean, this is what we all want to hear, isn't it? I think I've said the right thing to get everyone's attention now, that a problem, if I handle it well, it'll make me better. You see, problems come with a promise. I call it the problem promise. This is what the problem will say to you. This is the problem speaking now. The problem says, when you handle me well, I promise to make you better. And um, a lot of this series is based on how you can get better in situations because, um, I mean, it's a leadership series. And like I said earlier, you know, leadership and problem solving, uh, uh, that's going on all the time when it comes to leadership. So we'll talk a lot about problem solving in some other way through the series. Uh, Previously, I did a series um, on uh, how to handle a crisis, uh, getting through a crisis. And uh, that also talks a lot about how the problem can make you better. And what you face will help you to face yourself. What you are able to carry will also define you. So what have you learned about yourself through facing problems? Think about problems that you've been through. As problems arise, we find ourselves, uh, we gotta, we got to ask ourselves questions. And as, we, as we're answering those questions, we will find the answers that we need that will reveal to us where we really stand as leaders. Not only do uh, uh, problems introduce us to ourselves, but they also introduce us to others. Someone once said, I'm not able to comment on his character. I've never seen him handle adversity. Isn't that true? When we have uh, adversity, when times are difficult, that's when the real me shows up and the real you shows up. Think about how another person's character has surprised you. 
when you had adversity, when they, when they had adversity, you might have watched them how they normally were in a normal situation, and then when there was a difficult time or things went so going so well, then they were very different, maybe, and you began to see another side of them, maybe a side you didn't really feel comfortable with. I want to tell you a story. I've seen that happen many years ago. My single days, I had a friend and the two of us were always going out to different places, having a lot of fun. And, and we had a good time. I'm talking really a long time ago. Now we're looking at something like 1995 around there. The previous century. That sounds so bad. Sounds like I'm really old. The last in the last century that happened. So here's my friend and I. We're going out and we were at this place. It's a Saturday evening and we were at this um, place. Uh, um, in uh, uh, in the area near where we lived, and uh, it was a, a like a kind of a restaurant and a pub. And then later on in the evening, there was a dance floor, and the music would come up, and then you could dance. And so we were there enjoying ourselves. And and there were a group of people there, and and we kind of befriended them there, and we were all dancing together, having a lot of fun, and it was really a very a joyful evening. And uh, there was one guy in the group of people that we had met that took a particular liking to my friend. And and so, you know, he was having a bit too much to drink. So he was in a very jolly mood, but he was so funny and he was so jovial and he was just the funniest guy and so entertaining. And we had so much fun with this guy and his friends. So later that evening, um, we went home. But uh, throughout that evening, while he was chatting with us, he had told us where he lives. He gave us his address. So anyway, we go home that night and the next morning, uh, we're up and, and that afternoon, uh, we were together and we decided, well, let's go visit this new friend of ours. You know, he was such a fun guy and I'm sure we'll have, you know, we'll just carry on having some more fun. So uh, we found uh, the apartment where he lived and we went in there. Uh, we knocked uh, on the door and he opened the door. But the person who opened the door was a completely different person. He looked like the same guy, but his behavior was completely different. He looked in terrible. He was in a terrible state, maybe a hangover. But I mean, it's it's the afternoon already. Does he still have a hangover? What's going on? Are there problems he's facing? Is he depressed? We didn't know what was going on and we never found out. But he, you know what? He opened the door, didn't say much. He remembered us, so he let us in, and we sat there in his living room, and I think he made us a cup of coffee or something. I can't remember. You know, we had a little bit of small talk, but he was so serious and disconnected. So after about uh, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, we had our our coffee, and we decided, you know what, we're just going to go. This guy, I mean, it doesn't look like he really even wants us here. So we left that day, and we the whole way home, we spoke about how shocked we were and how different this guy was, how different his behavior was. And and we saw a different person because, you see, when we were out the night before, he wasn't thinking about the difficulties and the problems yet, or maybe he never had any problems. Maybe something happened that morning. He never told us, but we saw a complete different person. And that the person we saw that afternoon was the real person, actually. What we saw when things were going well was actually just, it was maybe the night before, that was the person he wanted to be. But it just shows you how problems introduce us to others. And during a problem, you'll discover different kinds of people, depending on how they cope with a problem. And uh, next week, we're going to continue. I've run out of time for today, but next week, I'm going to 
tell you a bit about the kinds of people that you'll find. And maybe that'll help you to identify the different people in your life and people on your team. If you're working, it'll help you uh, to uh, how to manage uh, your team if you've got different kinds of people on your team. But uh, it'll also help you to define where you are, um, the kinds of people that are revealed when a problem arises. So um, next week, we're gonna g- I'm going to give you that. Um, the kind of people that you'll discover in a problem. In the meantime, you can visit my website, bemadewhole.co.za. There you will find the courses that I give, Maxwell Certified Courses, as well as my own course. And as a certified Maxwell trainer, I am able to help you to get certified. You might want to become a certified Maxwell speaker, and I can help you with that, or a coach. Uh, My books are there that I've written as well, available as downloads. There are also hard copies available, which uh, you can order online and have them delivered to your door. Or if you live in the Western Cape near a Bright's hardware store, you can pop in at Bright's and you can uh, pick up uh, selected hard copies there. Uh, All that information is on the website. The blog is there with teachings, videos, and the podcasts. And it's there on the blog where you will find all the recordings of these series that are being done on radio. And uh, there you will find the links to uh, any platform you want to listen to them on. And you can catch up. You can get the rest of the of um, the series that you maybe want to um, catch up on. And if there's any notes you want to make, you can go back. Maybe you were driving while uh, you've been listening and uh, uh, you can always go back. If it's aired on any particular day, within one or two days, it becomes available on the podcast. You can follow me on social media there so you can uh, pick that up. I'd love you to follow me with my regular personal development uh, ideas and tips and help that I'd like to give you there. And the Community Transformation tab is there and there you will see what uh, Be Made Whole is doing in South Africa as well as other countries of Africa. So that's it for today. Please join me again next week as we continue with developing the leader within you. Thank you very much. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.